Yes, last night's results are another definition of the chaotic, and I can say it one more time, the chaotic AFC conference. So we're going to talk about who is the front runner in that AFC, because right now, ladies and gentlemen, we do not know. Also, a huge move yesterday, the all-in approach once again, the 2021 version of the all-in approach, the LA Rams signing OBJ, his new home, he's going to Hollywood. How do they compare to last year's Buccaneers offense? Which scare, Which offense is scarier? And then we'll talk about the AFC once again. Two huge teams have two huge matchups. Browns, Raiders. Is it a make or break for both of those teams? Next, Keys of the City. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness and the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Or you can follow the Joseph Guaya Podcaster Joe at Twitter. Or you can follow us, all, all three of us, at clovercrestmedia.com. Many more podcasts. If you are interested in also trying to play in this field, get along, get inside this field, then give Joe a call. Give one of us a call. We can make that happen. There's a lot of people that want to be in this field. It's an exciting time to be in this field, especially if you're a sports podcaster. Wait, what was that word? Interesting? Well, well, one of the reasons why the sports podcasting business right now is going selling like hotcakes. Speaking of hotcakes, did anybody see Ted's new little post today of his cheese Danish? Oh, boy, oh, boy, it looks so delicious. Give me a break. Speaking of... Uh, let's get Dude, it was fresh from Apicellos this morning. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want a fresh Apicellos cheese, Dennis, then you can give call. Well, well here's the thing. Give Ted Zeets a call. Listen to this. Paul was picking up the fresh Italian rolls for the for uh, Uncle Joe's uh, pizza business, you know, for the subs. And we were there, and the Danishes were good. And I, I Joe, thought it was Dan- – Joe, were you a Danish fan? And if so, what kind of Danish do you like? Dude, it was – Fresh and it was do good. I like Danish? Yeah, but it had and, a swirl to it, and it was sticky yeah. And any good. kind that's glazed is the kind I like. Joe, did I did you see the picture of on the Ted's Eats of the Danish? I did, I did, and I thought I'm I'd not love a big, to have I'm that. not a big fan of the Danish. Just not feeling it. You're a yeah, weird you, guy. Danish all the time from mom. You used to have the apple. Back, yeah, back in the day, back in the day when I was a kid, I used to eat everything. That's why I was a fat, chunky kid. Now look at me. I'm a handsome devil. I'm a handsome, handsome son of a gun. I guess it ain't working for you in Florida. It's not working for me in Florida, but guess what? Hey, it's missing out. Hey, you know what? Let's when you come back up here next week, there's I'm saying there's a chance. Yeah, right. <laughs> All I know is next week there's going to be a good chance of a lot of pizza and a nice chicken parm sub for me. So I know that will be a definite. What's not definite is the AFC each and every week. We talked about it on Tuesday. And Joe said, and I, I want this is why I made this question. <laughs> and, and this is why I want to go. I wanted I, I I went after Joe because of the sense of all can aside, the AFC. We the question was, would we get a better understanding from last week's results? And Joe said yes. And I think last night is just another perfect example as to maybe the NFC will get a better understanding, but the AFC boys, each and every week, you can't sit here and tell me, yeah. That's the team that's coming out of the AFC this year because of results like last night, because of results like Sunday afternoon, 
That's the way this AFC has been going. There's good teams here, but is there a team that stands out? With the NFC, you have, you're very top-heavy, but you expect one of those teams to come out of it. Maybe the Bucs, maybe the Rams. You expect now maybe definitely the Rams after their big move. But in the AFC, you're not confident in who you're picking in the AFC to come out and represent that conference. So my question to you guys is, we talked about it on Tuesday, but we didn't talk really specifically about the AFC. Well, who is currently the front runner in this chaotic AFC, current, Ted? Hey, Joe. So listen to this. Before I get into the thing, I was talking to Trev about this this morning uh, when he was leaving work at like 530 this morning. You know how I related the two conferences? And I don't know if this is a, a great synonym for both things, but remember a couple of years ago where the um, – basketball nba the west was like eight deep like you know you were at the seventh seed it was like the dallas mavericks and the spurs and you're like maybe they don't win the championship but they're good enough to get to the you know the conference finals and then you looked at the east and you're like they're top heavy it's miami it's philly it's milwaukee and 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 it's you know maybe it was lebron and cleveland but remember they were top heavy it was only like four teams like you knew those are the only four teams that were going to do anything and it didn't matter with five six seven eight nine ten because they were all garbage and i remember trevor if you remember half those teams that made the playoffs they didn't even have above 500 record yeah there was like three and, or four that's, teams and, and so what i'm saying is that that east is kind of the nfc where you know i told trevor last night this and we talked about it a little bit during his break, I said, you look at the NFC, you go through the top teams, right? You look at Arizona, you look at Green Bay, you look at the Rams. I think you put, I think you, I would still put Dallas in there in Tampa. They have less. Now, Dallas will have some issues going on for this week. It looks like Randy Gregory is going to be um, missing the game, could be out for some time. Looks like Tyron Smith, who still hasn't practiced, could miss time. That could be – that's a big game against Atlanta. But for the majority, you look at those four or five teams, you're like, they're pretty solid. Like, they don't really have any glaring holes. You know, they're solid the running game, the quarterback, the offensive line, the receivers. Then you look at the AFC, and there's – I was doing this with Trevor, and I was like, take the top teams. Don't go through every AFC, but I was like, it's the Bills. You know, it's the Titans in the south. I think the north, it's Baltimore and Cleveland, and then Chiefs and the Chargers in the west as the teams I would compile as the front runners for the AFC to all be able to represent the Super Bowl. Let me make, let me make a quick thing. Hold on. Let me get into this because – we're just talking about the NFC. Here's the thing with the NFC compared to the AFC, and my biggest reason why it's not convincing enough to us to really project a a front runner. Where the NFC, I don't see a lot of weaknesses on any of the big NFC teams. Maybe with the exception of Dallas, and it's not even because of their play. It's it's not even on the play. It's more of their coaching staff. I don't trust their coaching staff. But I was just going through a list. I have my list right now of all the AFC teams that I think that have a legitimate shot to make the playoffs. And with the way this AFC is going, could legitimately be playing in the Super Bowl because that's how wild it's been so far. So I put the Bills, lack of running game, O-line play. Ravens, injuries coming back to haunt them. They rely way too much on Lamar. We saw that last night. Titans, loss of King Henry, trust in Tannehill now. Chargers, well, they'll be the same old Chargers. Very talented, always talented, but will they be the same old? The Browns. Trust in Baker, Pats. Is it the trust in their playmakers? I, I trust Mac Jones right now, but is it the trust in their playmakers? Steelers, is Ben good enough? O-line issues. Bengals, lack of maturity. We're starting to see maybe they're a, a year or two away. Then the Chiefs, has the league caught up to them? And finally, the Raiders, the ongoing circus that's happening in L.A. So that's why I would write down all those teams and why we say the NFC. You can feel, Joe, that there's a team – in the NFC, they're like, yeah, that team could easily come out. The AFC, you can say the Bills, you could say the Titans, but are you 100% all in 
on those teams, Joe? I will say this before Joe gives his answer. The question is who's the front runner. I'm going to say the Titans right now. I'm going to say the Titans. Hold on. Come back. Hold on. Let me hear Joe and then come back. No, I'm just answering that question because then we'll get back into it. Go ahead, Joe. I'm going to say the same thing Ted just said. I'm going to say the Titans, to me, are still the front runner. I mean, the loss of Derrick Henry is huge, but I think if there's one thing that is replaceable in this league, it's running back. And as great as that but guy is. But is it a running back like him? Because how, no, how, how big he is. There is not a running back like him. There's, dude, he's so far up that, you know, his backup, it doesn't matter who it's going to be. His backup could be Christian McCaffrey and it would be a step back. His backup could be Saquon and that's a step back. All all I was saying is, sorry, Joe. I was saying he's still missed time. This is like Dak last year and he's still leading the league in rushing. You know what I mean? He was was so far ahead of the, of like Joe said, ahead of, the game with the running back field that it wasn't even close. But Joe is right, though. At the end of the day, if they can just maintain the running game, Tannehill, and then the biggest thing is their defense. That's what's most impressive to me about their team. Is if you looked at their stats, their defense has been so good compared to last year. They, their QBR is like half. Last year was like 75. They were given. Now it's 47. They've given up. Like no touchdowns, more picks than last year. Maybe it's because they got they got rid of a Dory Jackson who can't catch the ball and they gave him to the Giants. But uh, but no, it's just it's impressive because they don't have a stud pass rusher. You know, you they're they're a team. You don't see any big time playmakers on that defense other than maybe Kevin Burt. Uh, Bay- what were you saying? Uh, so, uh, you know, it's funny. Teddy was giving me gruff last night because I was upset with the Ravens and I and I said the Ravens are terrible. And he said, so you think the Bills are terrible, too? I left them out of my top 10 uh, based off of that performance. And the reason I you guys know I love Josh Allen. We've been talking about their lack of a running game and what an issue that is. They've done nothing to address it. It's not getting any better. The problem is now being exploited by the likes of the Jacksonville Jaguars. What are you going to do when you're playing the Chiefs or the Ravens or the Patriots, for that matter? What are you going to do when you can't run the ball? Everybody knows Josh Allen has to throw. Uh, and you, You're seeing the effects of that now. When you have a problem and everyone's aware of it, that's what you're going to get. Look at last night with Lamar. Their offensive line is not good. We know this. That That, you know. Part of the problem with the Ravens, obviously, uh, uh, the loss of Dobbins was huge right off the bat. And it's been a lot of patchwork, you know, and a lot of veterans getting handoffs back there. The problem isn't even necessarily those guys as much as it's this line. This line's not very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And Trevor and I were talking before the show. Look, and I understand every quarterback is bad under pressure. Or is a worse quarterback under pressure. Yeah, Some people are... But some people are even worse. Lamar Jackson loses his best weapon when he's under that kind of pressure. When he's running backwards for his life and not forward, that's a big problem. And if the blueprint is to just blitz the crap out of him, then everyone's going to do it. They're going to neutralize what he can do. And I'm going to say this for the thousandth time, he's not a good passer. He had that one great game a couple weeks ago. ESPN wanted us to apologize for doubting him. He's not a good thrower, not good passing, not his strong suit. And when they have to rely on him throwing the football, that's going to be a loss nine times out of 10. Well, I'll tell you this though. I would love to see them have an actual number one receiver 
Like a real number one, not Sammy Watkins, who's listen, never lived up to the the billing. And I, you know, he was one of the guys that I really enjoyed out of Clemson. Thought he was going to be DeAndre Hopkins, never lived to the billing. Marquise Brown. Listen, five for ten, 185 pound guys don't work in the NFL, bro, on on the regular basis. They just they just don't work. They can't be your number one. I'm sorry. Listen, very few guys like that are that dominant. Okay, maybe. You know, I mean, listen, Beckham's but that had his speed's injury. unreal, Trevor. That speed makes up but, for the size. Mark nice. Andrews is their Mark Andrews is their number one player, and and that's an issue. That's why you know I didn't even think about it. I didn't mention him. That's why I had Odell going to Kansas City because I thought you know you, you got to balance their attack with Tyreek Hill and Kelsey. A guy like Odell Beckham, I understand. I listen. I understand why he didn't go to Baltimore, Joe. They're a run-based team where he just left. And you got a quarterback who can't throw the ball that well. But I would have loved to see him with a number one receiver. Here's the other thing. They traded away one of their best tackles last year in Orlando Brown to Kansas City for a first-round pick. And they lost their best tackle last year. What was it, Trevor? Broken ankle, fractured ankle. Ronnie Staley was an ankle last year injury. Yeah, yeah. So they lost their two booking t- tackles. And they picked up Villanueva from the Steelers, who was away in everything last year. So, Joe, you're 100% right. The offensive line is weak. They don't have any weapons. And when he's running backwards or sideways – that's a win for the defense. I mean, out for the opponents, for the opponents. And and you know, Josh Allen, Joe, you hit it right ahead. You can't run the ball. I said it all year. You can't run the ball. You. This is what I was when we were going at you at the CMG podcast, Trevor. I want you to complete this thing. Was you you know you got to be able to run the football. I don't. I mean, here's the thing: the Rams didn't run the football against the Titans, and they got smacked around. Okay, we saw last year when the Buccaneers, when they got away from the running game, and they started throwing the ball 50 times a game. When they were winning, and they went through the playoff run, it was Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones the third beasting it through the offensive line, and it was play action with Brady. That's how they won. It wasn't Brady throwing for 400 yards. It was Brady 21 of 30 for 258 yards, two touchdowns, and running the ball 30 times a game. If you can't run the football, and especially when December and January comes, and I know Trevor probably hit on this, play a football when it gets cold and the weather gets tough and defenses get tougher, just like pitching does in baseball play. If you can't do the simple things, you're not going to be successful and you're going to have a hard time getting to the Super Bowl because that's the ultimate goal of every NFL team. So you both had the Titans, right? Uh, right now, I got to. Who else can I put right uh, no, now? I just, want, I just want a simple question. Just both have the Titans? Okay. Yep. So that's why this AFC right now is so for grabs because, I, I, to be fair, that's why a team like the Browns, the Chiefs, the Patriots, those are all still very dangerous teams. And we're just you guys are talking about the Titans. You didn't just lose a running back. You lost one of the most impactful slash influential players in the entire league. That's not a quarterback. Probably the most impactful player that's not a quarterback in this league. You, Your entire offense revolves around one guy. And that one guy is realistically going to be gone, possibly, unless they make a deep run in the playoffs and get to a Super Bowl, a slim chance of seeing King Henry back. You're not just losing any guy. You're losing your entire offense that's predicated on this one particular guy. It's nobody else. And that's why this, uh, this AFC... Yeah, we could say the Ravens. Yeah, we could say the Titans. But who's to say we can't say a team like the Browns or the Patriots or or the Chiefs? Teams that are still under the radar right now that are not playing up to their par. I mean, the Patriots are getting better, but more so the Browns and the, and the Chiefs. What makes you say we can't say that type of team? Because this AFC is wide open. If this is the NFC, it's a different story because we know who's coming out of the NFC. It's one of those four or five, one of those four or five teams. This league... 
You don't know who's coming out of this conference. Realistically, it could be the Titans. It could be the Ravens. It could be, hell, it could be the Patriots. It could be the Browns, the Chiefs. It could be any one of those teams because of how wide open this AFC. I mean, hell, if they could if they could find some way to just get that offense at a decent play, the Pittsburgh Steelers could be in the play because that defense is playing well. They're on a four-game winning streak. So who's to say they're out of the question? I'm going to say right now, currently front runner, a TBD. I don't have one because yeah. I'm not. Whoa, 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 whoa. Honestly, okay. If I'm going to pick, I'm going to I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens. I will pick the Baltimore Ravens because I will ride with Lamar Jackson. I will ride with Lamar Jackson till the day I die, and I'm going to stick question. with LJ8. But if I had to, but right now I am not confident in any one of these teams right now that can be representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Speaking well, hey, listen, of Super who knows, Bowl. Hey, who knows? We might have an LLA uh, Super Bowl. Could always have well, that, too. Well, we don't know. Well, we could know by the NFC with the big move yesterday. Yes, we were just talking about the AFC and the chaotic start to this AFC year. We've seen most of the big upsets appear and occur in the past couple of weeks has been in the AFC. The NFC, we really haven't seen it within the uh, other than the, um, the blunder of the Dallas Cowboys last week to the Denver Broncos. But we're going to talk about the NFC right now because there was a huge, huge debate going on for some time, and it was Odell Beckham Jr. Yes, he may not be the same Odell Beckham Jr. he was back when he was playing with the New York football giants, but he is still a household name, and wherever he goes, it's going to get attention. Well, he went to probably the biggest team right now in the NFL, the team that's been going all in, the team that doesn't have a draft pick and hasn't had a first-round draft pick since 2016, and that was Jared Goff is the L.A. Rams. This is an all-in move that we saw very similar to last year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which ended up prevailing to a Super Bowl victory. So I just wrote down some a very similar thing because they made a move last year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and a guy that, well, is just as talented as Odell Beckham Jr. Probably was, at the time, a a worse human being than Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham is a diva. At the time, Antonio Brown, we're talking about AB right now, was a very bad human being and, and, and was not looking like he was going to play another down in football. Well, Tom Brady said, I want Antonio Brown, and he got a shot. And when Brady calls, you're going to answer and you're going to take it. So I just wanted to write down quick stats of when this occurred. So Buccaneers signed AB actually in week eight at the time. The, the Bucs were six and two. They just signed Odell Beckham Jr. The Rams are 7-2. At the time, they were averaging 30.8 points per game before the signing. 266 through the air, I should say. So the Rams, they're averaging 29 points a game and currently averaging almost 300 yards per game. So I'm going to ask you guys a very simple question. It's right on the board. Which offense is the scarier one between these high, high octane offenses? Hey, hey, can I say something though? And then I'll let you actually Joe go first with this question. Trev, I sent you this on Instagram. I wanted to just speak upon well, how nice it must be or enjoyable it must be to be a LA Ram fan. To think about, and now listen, I know they haven't won anything, but as a fan be, the, the, for a team, right? We're Yankee fans, so we always like to go all in. Go get everyone, you know what I mean? Don't be ever be shy. We're the New York Yankees. 
In the Sean McVay era, the Rams have acquired OBJ, Von Miller, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Ramsey, Marcus Peters, Akeem Tlaib, Brandon Cook, Sammy Watkins, and uh, Sue. Now, those are all, you can look at all those guys, they all have question marks too about their personalities, about, but you can't question their impact on the football field. Um, I just, I just love what the Rams do. And now you read sources that, and I didn't even realize this, the Rams were trying to acquire OBJ when the Giants were going to trade him. They just couldn't come up with the package, I guess, good enough. Who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, I think the Giants still won that trade because, you know, we got draft picks and we were getting nowhere. But with that being said, Joe, what do you think? They won the trade because he's not on the Cleveland Browns anymore. That's how you know hilarious. It's true. I would Um, so look, let let's talk about the 2020 Bucks for a minute, and let's talk about when Antonio Brown got down to the Bay. Things did not go well immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scotty Miller, for one, anybody who might have been riding the Scotty Miller high, yeah, what uh, happened to fantasy him? league dropped off the face of the planet because all of his targets had to go somewhere. They went to Antonio Brown. He again, remember, he had the big catch in the NFC Championship game. Uh, was was the difference maker. Uh, But you didn't see much of Scotty Miller after Antonio Brown showed up. Now, eventually, look, it took some time. That offense got really good. It got really hot. They started clicking, and they rode it to a Super Bowl. How's it going this season? Not as great, right? Okay. Here's the thing with the Rams. The Rams offense does not need help. The Rams offense has enough guys that, that need to get their targets and let's be honest, Cup and Wood are having phenomenal seasons. You're talking, I mean, Cup's one of the few names being mentioned as an MVP candidate in a non-quarterback situation. Now you're going to bring in Odell Beckham. I love OBJ, I do. No, you but don't. he's going to want his targets. Matthew Stafford is going to feel the same pressure Baker Mayfield. And listen, Here's the here's the counter argument I've heard. I'm sure they told Odell, oh yeah, because Odell's so reasonable. Because oh yeah, Odell's a man of his word. Are you guys joking? Seriously. Listen. The first time, the first time Stafford overthrows him, the first time Stafford throws the ball to cup when OBJ's wide open, he's gonna lose his mind and he's gonna be the malcontent that he is. No, he OBJ, can't. OBJ, hold on. OBJ is not a cancer. He's a malcontent. This is a man who has clinical depression, and he can't help but drag people down around him. Not because he's a cancer. They like him. But he is the most diva wide receiver in the history of the NFL. He no, makes, no, no. He'll, he makes yeah. Chad Ochocinco and Terrell Owens seem reasonable. No, He makes Randy Moss. He makes Randy Moss. He makes Randy Moss seem yeah. mentally stable. Hold on, hold on. The moment I see, hold on. Uh, are you taking the Bucks or the Rams? The mo- the the yeah. Bucks. Okay. See, so here's my thing. First of all, they did need Beckham because they're short. They're they just put two of their rookies on IR for the rest of the season. Two two Atwell from Louisville and another kid I can't remember because he doesn't matter because he doesn't play. All right. So they have three receivers right now. They needed depth after. They 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 lost Deshaun Jackson. They released him. It didn't work out. They need a third receiver. Right. They, you know why they let him go? Because Jackson he, was upset there wasn't enough targets for him. 
So Here's bring in another guy just like him. Good idea. Beckham, listen, Beckham knows what he has to do. He knows that he's not going to get the targets that he was – That listen, that he, we talked about he would have got if he went to Kansas City or Green Bay or Baltimore. He knows that. He knows he has to be on his best behavior because if he – I'll use – if he acts like the person you're talking about, he will no longer be in the football league and will not be getting contracts going forward. So he knows, just like A.B., he'll have to do but the right he's, thing. He, listen, he's already he's getting it. No, Joe, he's already he's, getting it. No. He's already getting it. So uh, he's going to no, be fine. Listen, Dude, this guy could go out there. He could catch half his, his targets from Stafford. They could blow it no. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the NFC Championship game. He's still going to get a contract from somebody next season. No, listen, of course he will. But here's the thing. He's going to be a he's going to be a professional athlete. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to see the word what's it cosmet or whatever the word is. He's going to be a good professional. He's going to do whatever is required for him to be successful in the team to win. He's an LA guy. I think he wanted to get out of Cleveland. I think he wanted nothing to do with Cleveland. That's part of the reason why he didn't want to go to Green Bay because when they're showing Aaron Rodgers, what is he doing on a Thursday night for fun? Last night he's axe throwing. He's an L.A. guy. He's a New York guy. He likes the fame. It'll be a perfect area. He's surrounded by the type of people that will be able to control him and be good. And Sean McVay and him have a previous relationship together. He'll be fine. He'll under Listen, it's all work. He'll understand what his objective is to do there. Give him a deep threat. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup work the, work the intermediate routes in the short game. They need a deep threat. Beck will be the... The deep guy, they'll have plenty of things. He'll be fine. He's going to understand that three and a half to four catches a game will be his game. McVay is smart enough as a coach to d- develop plays for him. Just listen. The reason why this is going to work is the same way it worked in Tampa Bay. You know what? You take away Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, we got A.B. You take away Godwin, we got this guy. You can't guard them all. I'll say what I want to say. We, listen. Are, we are listening. Listen. We are listening. No, no, listen. Here's the thing. It's, oh, here. So the listen. answer to the question is, for me, I'll take the Bucks. And the reason why I say the Bucks is because I'll take Brady over Stafford. All right? I like the dynamic running back of Fournette and Ronald Jones, uh, Ronald Jones II. All right? I like Grock and I like uh, O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray as their tight ends a little bit better than – I like Higby. Now, I understand Gronk's hurt right now, but we're not talking about now. We're talking about last year. I like their three receivers. You have Evans. <laughs> you have Evans. You have Godwin. You have A.B. Now, I'm not saying all three of those guys are better than Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, but I, I believe it's going to work. I think he made a smart decision for himself. He understands what he's going there to do, to be the deep threat. There was no way he's going there and expecting 10 targets a game. Sean McVay told him that he's going to understand it because if he acts a fool, Joe, it's going to hurt his rep and he's going to have an issue next season. Here, here's my thing about this whole situation. And first I'll of take all, the box to anytime the I can't believe you said Terrell Owens. The moment I see uh, OBJ doing sit-ups while answering interview questions, that will make me say that he's more of a deal. Don't give OBJ any ideas. Yeah, right. My thing is is kind of kind of very similar to another LA team that made a big splash this year to a guy that's had an ego uh, that has a big ego in sports, and that's Russell Westbrook with the Lakers. And you and you have a guy like LeBron James, kind of like with Brady and getting Antonio Brown. Look, you're here because you know what you can do, but you know what we're here to do. You know the mission at hand. The task at hand is to win a championship. We're not here to please that. We're not here. Look. 
It's working with Cooper Cup. It's working with Van Jefferson. It's working with Higby. It's working with Robert Woods. I know that they didn't need him, but you know what the task is at hand in this t- in, with this team. This is a Super Bowl or bust. Do you want to be a part of something special or do you not want to? Do you care more about your fame? And your, trust me, people still know who Odell Beckham Jr. is. Maybe not on the field, but people know him outside. He's a very talented receiver still. We'll see, I guess, with this offense. He's got a quarterback that – looks like he could flourish with. My thing is, if you want to win, how bad do you want to win? He went here for a reason. He could have picked the Packers. He could have picked the Chiefs. He could have picked the Ravens. He could have picked any other of these teams. He went to the Ravens for a reason. He loves Hollywood, but you know what the task at hand is. It's to win a championship. And if Antonio Brown can do it, at the time what he was portrayed as as a human being, we didn't think Antonio Brown was going to be ever playing again in football. Well, he's playing – and he's made an impact on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since playing, since being signed by them. Odell Beckham Jr. will have the same sort of impact. Whether that's four, three, four targets, who cares? If you win a Super Bowl, that's the ultimate goal in football, in any team sport, is to win a championship. But if I had to pick an offense that is scarier to me, I mean, this is a toss-up. You look at the matchup with the way the quarterbacks are playing. Last year, Brady was amazing. Stafford has been amazing. You got a good running back crew with LA. You have a nice run. It's very, very equal. It almost comes down to does it come down to the quarterbacks because the receivers are just as equal as they are any other position. And the defenses well, are the same. That's the thing. If you put the Rams defense compared to the uh, to the Buccaneers defense, you're probably saying, "Damn, that's a toss up as well." So this whole team, as a, as overall for both of these teams. You really could go heads or tails with it. You could go 50-50 on it. It's just who do you ultimately want? I'm going to go with the Bucs, too, because you have the factor of Tom Brady as your quarterback. Anytime you have the GOAT playing with the offensive weapons, a team that he's never had in his life and all the weapons that he has now, he's just showing what he can be, what he's been able to do for the past 20 years of his life. Well, look at Matthew Stafford. He was playing for the Detroit Oh, yeah, Matthew Stafford's the same thing. Yo, can you imagine Matthew Stafford? It's got to be the greatest present he's ever – I mean, think about where you've been for the last, whatever, 12, 13 years, and now you get to L.A. and you have Sean McVay, you have OBJ, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, running back, Sony Michelle. I mean, you got – I mean, Aaron Donald's on the defense. you got Von Miller. you got Jalen Ramsey. I mean, you got playmakers all over the field. It's got to be a phenomenal – and you're – I mean, and you're playing in one of the greatest stadiums ever built. Yeah, you have a legit. You have a so you can't go wrong with either one of these teams, um, but it's going to be very tough realistically to see out. Well, the Rams, this is all on you now. You went all in in a sense of going to get one of the biggest names in all football. You went to trade for Ron Miller. You know what you have to do now. Anything less than a Super Bowl title will be an all-time failure because of the team that you have put together, just like the Buccaneers last year. They put together a huge team, a championship-quality type team, and they delivered. The question is, will the Rams deliver now in the all-in approach? That's two straight years. And we'll have to talk about teams going with, in the sense of these type of teams, going all-in. Is this the way to go in the in the NFL? You've seen it in the NBA. Should they be, should be happening in the NFL? And we'll have to talk about that down the line. We'll see how it goes. Let's talk about two teams that 
this year this year have been up and down. They've dealt with circuses. They've dealt with a lot of distractions. And it's both in the AFC, and we just talked about two of these teams in the AFC just a, a bit while ago. If you want to check it out, you can check it out at Keys to the City on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, on all social media platforms as well. Hey, listen. Media. Is that YouTube so, or YouTube? So, so, my say, so what I was trying to say is you have two teams that for the past couple of weeks have dealt with a lot of off-field distractions, Team, teams that are on the cusp of you feel – that can make a deep run because they have the talent, but they've had more of those distractions overcoming and showing to both these teams. And now they are in two games that are must win games could be make or break for both of these teams. And we saw the Browns come in last week. I'm going to start off. It's a make or break weekend for both of these teams, the Browns and Raiders. We know what these two teams have dealt with the past couple of weeks the distractions, the ongoing issues for each team. Now the latest with the Browns, their all-star running back, Nick Chubb, will be out due to COVID. So a huge another loss for a team that's just wanting, that's needing wins and needing to continue wins because their division is a toss-up just like the AFC. So we look at the Raiders playing against the Chiefs. The Browns come in last week and deliver. Beat up on a division foe in the Cincinnati Bengals. They do their job. Well, now they got a tougher matchup. They're going to New England to face another team that's starting to turn the wheels in the New England Patriots. And then you get the Raiders against the Chiefs. Raiders coming off a disappointing loss. So, guys, I'm going to ask you, whoever wants to start, is this a make or break for the Cleveland Browns and Las Vegas Raiders? Oh, I mean, if the answer is just make or break, yeah, it's make or break. Here's the thing. Both teams lose. I'm not saying their playoff chances are over, but they're going to be very much harder to get to their ultimate goal, which is the Super Bowl. Okay, it starts first: division, playoffs, conference, championship. It's going to be a harder goal to achieve. The Browns game against the Patriots is a must-win for both of those teams. I know you only have the Browns and Raiders, but it's a must-win for both teams. The Patriots still have to prove to us consistently that they're good enough. You look at their wins, who they've beaten. They've taken advantage of beating up on the Jets twice, the Houston Texans, even though they were down by like 17 points. They they really haven't beaten a big-time team. They haven't beaten the Bills. They haven't beaten like the Steelers or the Ravens. You know what I mean? Who have they beaten really that you could be like, that's that's a good quality win. They haven't really beaten anyone yet. So beating the Browns is an, would be an important victory for both New England Patriots. But for the Browns too. I'll lose stem for that game because I think that game's got more importance because I had the I had both teams in the playoffs. I think for the for the Browns, the biggest thing is Baker Mayfield. It's going to be a prover for me every week. Okay. Nick Chubb is out with the Browns when Nick Chubb does not play. They're three and three and they average 18 points a game. When he does play, they have a, a much better winning record and they average almost 27 and a half points a game. So he's worth almost nine points a game. The biggest thing with the Browns is can they run the football? You know what Bill Belichick is going to do. He is going to make you play left-handed. He's going to do stop what you do best and make you have to beat him, which what do the Browns do best? They run the football. He's going to do everything in his power to stop the running game and make Baker Mayfield beat them with a pass. He's got to be better than Mac Jones for the Browns to win this game. And it's a must win because here's the thing. You look at last night's game, Joe and you you guys, we started the show, Baltimore, right? They didn't take advantage of a bad team last night. 
So now you look at that NFC North. Everyone is bunched up now. You got Baltimore six and three. You got you got the Browns five and four. You got the Bengals like five and four. You got the Steelers, well, I think five and three. I mean, everyone's right there. So you're on the cuffs of completing maybe winning the division now after you would think two, three weeks ago, you weren't sure they were going to make the playoffs. Must win for all these teams. For me, I don't see the Raiders even winning this game. I, I don't. I see the Chiefs winning. It's just one of those things where fruition, you just feel like, okay, everything is going to start settling like it always does. The Raiders will come back to where they are. They're, they're not a good team. They're, they got lucky. They've won some games where they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have beaten Baltimore the first week of the season, but they did. I think too many distractions, you know, I just I just don't see it. I think the Chiefs, as bad as they will play, they'll find a way to win the game. Because I feel like if you add, if you had to put your money on, you all three of us would have probably more faith in Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs and Andy Reid to get the ship right uh, corrected more so than the Raiders. At least, in my opinion, coming from me, speaking on behalf of you two. But they're both make-or-break wins. If these two teams are going to make the playoffs and the Raiders – you know, you got to look at the Chargers and Chiefs. If you want to win, th- these are games we talk about every year. How did you do against your division? Who did you beat? Were you good enough against the teams that, like the Giants? You want to win the division, you got to beat Dallas. You got to beat Dallas because that's the team that's right now the better team. If you're the, Ch- the Raiders and you want to win, you got to go beat the Chiefs again. You got to beat them. You got to prove that Patrick Holmes and them are not that good. Well, um, I left the Raiders out of my top 10 this week. I just think that's a team in turmoil. However, uh, the Chiefs aren't even anywhere near the top of my list. I do think the Raiders will beat the Chiefs at home in a close game, and then we could stop talking about the Chiefs being a good team and make it a run because I don't think they're going to do it. I think in the end, I think inevitably, I think San Diego ends up not San Diego because they're the L.A. Chargers now, but I think the Chargers uh, – We'll, we'll get things going, and I think that's going to be the team that ends up winning that division. I also had the Patriots and Browns in my top ten. This is definitely a make-or-break weekend for both. I think if you're the, the Patriots and you want to be taken seriously, a win over the Browns certainly cements that. I think Bill Belichick going up against Baker Mayfield is definitely an advantage for the Patriots. He knows how to make quarterbacks look really bad. Uh, if he could do that to Tom Brady a few weeks back, I, I'm pretty sure he could do it to Baker Mayfield. So I think this could be a an even bigger week for the Patriots because that I'll tell you what, the, the Browns win over Cincinnati changed the complexity of everything that was going on here because we all thought Cincinnati might be the team to beat, and mm. the Browns showed them otherwise. Yeah. And you know how I am when it comes to common opponents. I, I just, I find that to be very useful information. And so if the Patriots can beat the Browns, that tells me the Patriots are also better than the Bengals. And and listen, and then you start talking about the Patriots as one of the best teams in the AFC. Because to me personally, the Browns should win this game. They're the better team. They are. They have the better offensive line. They have have a much better – they don't have a much better, but they have the better defense. They have Miles Garrett that should should cause mac and cheese – Trouble all Sunday. Matthew Udon has been really good. But I'll tell you, absolutely. But Miles Garrett's on a whole nother level. I don't put them on the same level. It's just these are games that we go back and we look back in week 15 and like, "Ah, why why didn't you make the playoffs? Well, you didn't. You didn't. 
You didn't beat the Patriots when when you should probably should have. You just you didn't do. Joe has talked about this. The matchups. You know the reason why Joe does his rankings every week. Like Joe, why do you have the Rams over the? Well, the Rams beat the Bucks. That's why I have the Rams. You know, I put head-to-head matchups in importance. We were talking about in college football. You know, Michigan State should maybe be in front of Michigan because they beat Michigan, even though they lost badly to Purdue. Joe takes credibility on the matchup. So, and Joe has, I think, Joe, I don't know if that's yours or Trev's that's running across the bottom screen, but Joe has eight Patriots eight and the Browns nine. Yeah, there you go. So, you know, this is going to be an important victory, and the difference for probably both of these teams maybe winning the division or being a wild card. So here's my thing with the uh, honestly, I don't see how the the Chiefs. I, I don't know how you can be very confident with the Chiefs. The Chiefs should have lost last week. The Chiefs are not a good football team right now. They really aren't. They I shouldn't have know. beat the Giants either. I, I mean, mean they're, they're, they should have lost. Them last being game. five and four is yeah. uh, it, the, there's a lot of luck in that. The Giants. Gave, we all know it. The Giants gave the the Chiefs that victory. Literally gave them the game. Last week, if Aaron Rodgers is there, the Packers probably win by two touchdowns, maybe 17, maybe even, maybe even three touchdowns. They win indecisively. The Chiefs are not a good football team. Patrick Mahomes has been struggling. This team as a whole has been struggling. The league is starting to figure them out. They need to go back to, as Ryan Clark said, everybody thought they were losing their minds. They need to go back to the basics. It's okay. To, uh, take the chances, Mahomes. That's fine. But it's okay to check down. Go a little dink and dunks to passes to your tight ends, your, your running backs, your receivers, your, your speedsters of receivers that you have. You don't have to always pick them apart by throwing over the top. It's not going to work right now. Get back to the basics. That's why this Raiders game, I think the Raiders can easily win. I trust Derek Carr right now more than I trust Patrick Mahomes. Do you I'm remember sorry. when the Giants played the Chiefs and I said, the Gi- I mean, if the, the Giants have any chance of winning, this is the right time to go to Kansas City and beat them. Like, I felt they were ripe for the pickings. If you're the Chiefs, you do have to recognize, though, that the, the Raiders are a wounded animal. And yeah. you could finish them all. I mean, like, this would be a oh, yeah. tremendous win for the Chiefs if this they do it. This would be a nail in the coffin, Joe. The Raiders are obviously very vulnerable from Gruden to Ruggs to uh, the other guy. Uh, Damon Arnett. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Arnett. I mean, it's it's been one disaster after another for the Raiders, and you know, can they persevere it, again? It would be this would be huge for the Raiders. This would be a bigger make or break, not just in the standings, but I think mentally for the Raiders. If you could take care of business against the Chiefs Sunday at home, you're in good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this would be this would be monumental. And Derek Carr, I think, really needs this kind of victory. Yeah. On national team, this would be, th- this is it. This is a, it. This is it for the Raiders. Not record wise, they they they'll still be in play psychologically if they can't win this game. Yeah. It, they're done though. And I know we have just the Browns and Raiders, but realistically, we could put all four of those teams, the two matchups in this game: the Browns, the Patriots, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. Doesn't make a break for all four teams because they're all in the thick of things in that wild card spot. Hell, even in the division, two teams are the- definitely screwed. All four of these teams are in the division race right now and in the wild card race. So this is a make or break for four teams. There that... all four of them you have in the AFC. <laughs> yeah, they're all in the AFC. I know they're and, all in the AFC, but that's, that's the thing. Start... They're all in this chaotic AFC that we don't know what to make of it. And 
this is still a wide open race in in all of these races in the AFC. I mean, I know the Titans have a three game lead right now, but we don't know if they could continue to play. If they're continuing to play that way, then yeah, they're going to be a hard out to get to be eliminated in the playoffs. But realistically, all these divisions are up for grabs, and all four of these teams are in huge make or break weekends because yes, there is we're in week ten, but still we we get the maybe get a hopeful a better understanding. In the AFC. Because You're going to hate this. I'm going to make a bold prediction. Saints are beating the Titans this week at Tennessee. If the Patriots beat the Browns this weekend, I'm going to say on the show on Tuesday that I think the Patriots, again, let me see how they look, that I think the Patriots could well be um, the AFC representation in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I say this only because they needed OBJ. I think I think what we've seen here is there is no clearly dominant AFC team. And that to me, that to me seems like just the opportunity for Bill Belichick to do what Bill Belichick, if he's as great as I believe Bill Belichick is, I got my Belichick hoodie on today. I I think he could get them to the NFC championship game with Mac Jones as his starting quarterback. It's a, it's a bit improbable, I, I understand. But, again, if you're going to make your run, let's also say the Chiefs lose this weekend, and it's looking really iffy for them. I think that opens up a door that Bill Belichick is the perfect guy to exploit. Because, realistically, out of out of John, out of other than Belichick, I mean, you got Andy Reid and you got and John Harbaugh. You don't really trust any of the other coaches. I mean, McDermott, you do. Vrabel, you do. I trust you, them. Yeah, you do. You I trust, trust Tomlin. Belichick I trust is, Tomlin. Belichick is uh, it's a different animal. And for a, a wide-open race right now, like we just said on, on the prey, and uh, go, uh, eating on your prey, this is a golden opportunity to for the Patriots to pounce on this uh, this – this free for the taking. Well, it's free for the taking, this, this AFC overall. Dubs, don't forget. Hold on. Don't forget the Patriots – have two games against the Bills in December oh, in a three-week span. Um, again, well, the Browns, I, this is why the Browns have a huge game, too, because this week they play the Patriots, then they yeah. play the Lions next week, then they get the Ravens, then bye, then they get then the Ravens, Ravens again. So this is a huge game for in the sense of hey, both the Patriots. and I'll and, put it um, this way. Don't be surprised this week when we're talking next Tuesday that the Saints beat the Titans in Tennessee. I'm telling you, don't be surprised. I don't even have, don't even have a bull. So Joe had a bull. And, 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 and one other thing. I got to get a bull. Don't be surprised when I beat Joe in fantasy this weekend, too. <laughs> I'm not doing great. <laughs> Five straight win no. for the key. I don't know. I don't have a bull. This stinks. I don't have a bull prediction. Yeah, you got a bull prediction. A win, a yeah. win. I tell you right now, the Giants, listen, are gonna win Giants don't lose. That's great. Lose. Yeah. <laughs> I would tell you this, uh, the New England Patriots, uh, after the Browns, they have the Falcons, uh, a game at home against the Titans. Then they're at the Bills, at Colts versus Bills. It's a crazy tough schedule. That's why this I like more important. I like getting, he's got the Bills twice in 20 days. He's going to have them in Buffalo and then back in New England. And I like that little bit of time in between those games because, again, Nobody's able to make those sort of adjustments the way Bill Belichick does. He'll give them a whole new look 20 days later. So here's the thing. I did not realize the New England Patriots schedule. 
If I knew that when we were talking about the subject, this game has even more importance to New England than the Browns, or probably both teams, because, Trevor, you told at least the Browns play the Lions in the following week, and then the Baltimore by Baltimore. But yeah, either team who wins this game, whoever, whatever team wins this game could really, like Joe said, propel them going forward because the Browns would win this week. They they should, and they should, but it's the NFL, should beat the Lions. That's a nice, that's a nice little stretch going into Baltimore. All right, and that's Thanksgiving Day game, right? Or no, it's Sunday before Thanksgiving. But it sets up for a nice matchup against Baltimore, and you get a nice little three or four game win streak rolling on. They could be seven and four the time they play Baltimore with the lead in their division. Now New England, if they win this game, you know you got Atlanta next week, which you think they could win, but you never know what Atlanta team you're going to get. If they lose, this could be the downward spiral on the end of the New England Patriots because, I mean, you got Atlanta, you got the Colts, you got Buffalo twice, you got, I mean, Tennessee. I mean, this could just be a domino effect. And, you know, next thing you know, we're talking in two weeks like, man, Patriots were this close, but they just couldn't get over the hump. And maybe because they don't have a number one receiver and enough weapons on the offensive side of the ball to propel them over the teams like the Titans, like the Ravens, like the Chiefs, like the Bills. Well, by the way, Mac Jones, last two games of the season, and games he could potentially win to get himself into a postseason or possibly win a division are against Trevor Lawrence and the Jags and Tua and the Dolphins. How awesome is that? Well, even better. If they win, they get a lot of these. Mm, Man, look at that bad boy. I know. Soon. Soon it's going to happen. Show the the chicken parma. What did the chicken color? What the chicken parma? The extra sauce. There's There's only chicken color. It's a chicken color one. It's only chicken color. We told them when we go there. It's close enough, bro. All you got to do is just change the tomatoes to the red red sauce. We're good. Listen, you know what? You should be taking the picture of when you were there. What was wrong with that sandwich right there? The picture you should be showing was you and me like this at Joe's house a year ago like this. And we're like, wait, that was only half? Or this picture? Yeah, that was only half. (laughs) Joe will never live it down. But, yes, there's a huge slate of football games, not just in the NFL, but college football. It's getting down to the nitty-gritty late in the November season. You know what that means, college football playoff rankings. We're going to start posting. I I think we should start posting. All three of us should be starting to post our top six playoff rankings. We should definitely start doing that just to give yeah. the people you should, have posted a poll. you should have posted a poll who was going to win the game last night. But if I didn't do it, you know, you know, you just, about, you know. Time, about time you're jumping on, uh, jumping on. Jeff, the ship. I've been doing it for longer than you have nonstop because you share it on LinkedIn. Oh, great. For you. Do it. I do it all, bro. I do it all. I got to do it all. I'm the one that shares on Twitter. I'm the one that shares on Instagram. I'm hey, the one that hey on guess all what? You know what? Because that's what a good team does. Damn it. You need we need we need certain jobs in this team. That's we why need we're, winners. We need winners. We want like, them on our team. We're like lamb and tuna fish. Hey, quick question. Joe, we never talked about, but were you surprised that OBJ went to the Rams? I, I was. I really, I really thought he would go to. I mean, again, I, I would have. I felt like the Chiefs. And again, I understand he would have been a similar third option, but no, the, he would have been the number is, two, and it would have opened everything else for Kelsey. Well, no, and I thought he'd be really. And that's what. And again, that's sort of my thought. The difference between you know, again, the Rams is you have you have Cup, and you have Wood, and you have Jefferson. You know what I mean? Like they, there's definitely you're going to be fighting for targets there. That's the same problem. I get not going to the Ravens because they're a run first team, but when they need to throw the football. It would always go to you. That seemed like to me that would be a really good situation to be in. Plus, with Lamar, the defense, I mean, that's a good enough team that 
to win a Super Bowl. I don't know. Bowl. I didn't. I didn't. I don't. I get that he's an LA guy. Blah blah blah. And the hair, the that, the that. But I don't care. I don't. I don't feel like this didn't hit me as like, oh great. I thought. Meh. I wonder if Aaron Rodgers. Gave, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers gave him a call because I tell you everything I'm reading about. I just saw on Instagram. Jalen Ramsey called OBJ. Facetimed him. Von Miller Facetimed him. Aaron Donald gave him a call. Sean McVay. Like they were putting the full court press on him, like no other. And I'm just wondering, like, if Aaron Rodgers or Devon, you know, I heard Devontae Adams wanted him, but you know, I think OBJ looked at Green Bay and going, "Wait, I'm gonna go like axe throwing and hanging out in Green Bay." Nah. And Kansas City, what am I gonna oh, do? Nash- Nashville ribs? Nah. He's an LA guy. He's a New York guy. I mean, I'm surprised Dallas didn't go after him. Let me tell you something. If none of those guys made a recruiting call or text or FaceTime and they're hearing this now, they're kicking themselves. Because New England did. Belichick was putting the full court press on him. Belichick wanted him. That's why when you were talking about his personality, I'm like, Belichick didn't care about it. He wanted him because he knew what he could bring to New England. I just don't think Odell wanted to play with a rookie quarterback. He needs someone who he respects that's going to be able to handle – a guy like that. That's why a guy like Brady or Wilson or Rodgers or Mahomes made sense. That's why I didn't think the Saints made sense because there was no Drew Brees. I don't think there was no Winston, and I don't think he was going to be looking at Taysom Hill or Trevor Simeon going, yeah, he'd probably go, I could be a better quarterback than you two in the backfield. Well, we'll see what happens. It's a huge signing. It's a game-changing signing. It's an all-in signing for the L.A. Rams. So it's Super Bowl or bust for the L.A. Rams. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Plain and simple, they need to win a Super Bowl or it's an all-time fail. We'll talk more next week giving our top ten rankings because you know it's going to be different each and every week with the way this crazy NFL season's been going. I look forward to it. Hell, the college football season is just as crazy, and there's some great games this weekend. So a lot happened. We're going to be giving our college football top six. We're going to start doing that. I want to get to start doing that. Also, if you like college football, big college football fan, you can check out all four downs at Clovercrest Media as the boys are always discussing college football. But we are Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.